Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Love Talk Radio. Enter the zone, the prophecy zone, your end time watchman, bringing you light in a dark world where truth is rivaled with a lie and the matrix is normal life. Luke 21, and there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken and then shall they see the son of man coming in a cloud with power and great glory and when these things begin to come to pass then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh you are now in the zone so be ready to enter the light or truth about the end of days so you will be ready for the coming of the Lord you are in the zone the prophecy zone So join us for the next hour as we look at world events in line with Bible prophecy so you'll be informed and be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. Hello, everybody. This is Phil uh, from uh, the Prophecy Zone. I'd like to welcome you out to the show tonight. We have an interesting show. We're going to have Marcus from Find Truth 88 on YouTube channel. Uh, He has awesome videos um, proclaiming um, the soon return of Jesus Christ and preaching the gospel uh, of Jesus Christ. Uh, he holds back nothing, and he tells it like it is. Uh, and I'm so blessed to be able to have this brother on today to talk about what's been going on in the world and as far as the Middle East is concerned. Uh, and uh, we see that the Egyptian Brotherhood, uh, or the Egyptian Brotherhood, <laughs> the Muslim Brotherhood, just um, won um, an election where uh, they uh, seem to be uh, saying that the president does not have power as uh, we would think. The military is in control, and the military is in control since the uprising began or the revolution began. Uh, I want to read parts of uh, Isaiah 19 real quickly, and it actually I just want to read the verse, verse four, uh, Isaiah 19:4. It says. And the Egyptians will I give over unto a hand of a cruel lord, a cruel lord, and a fierce king shall rule over them, saith the Lord, the Lord of hosts. Now, we have to understand that uh, they have not had elections for hundreds of years, but in fact, secession was their method of uh, operation for finding 
who is going to be their leader. Um, I want to play a clip that has nothing to do with what I just said. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to go ahead. I'm gonna, I want to play, because we're going to talk about this too when Marcus comes on. Well, we're going we're to play Isaiah 17 right quick. Stand by. Chapter 17. The burden of Damascus. Behold, Damascus is taken away from being a city, and it shall be a ruinous heap. The cities of Aroer are forsaken. They shall be for flocks which shall lie down, and none shall make them afraid. The fortress also shall cease from Ephraim, and the kingdom from Damascus, and the remnant of Syria. They shall be as the glory of the children of Israel, saith the Lord of hosts. And in that day it shall come to pass that the glory of Jacob shall be made thin, and the fatness of his flesh shall wax lean. And it shall be as when the harvestman gathereth the corn, and reapeth the ears with his arm. And it shall be as he that gathereth ears in the valley of Rephaim. Yet gleaning grapes shall be left in it, as the shaking of an olive tree. Two or three berries in the top of the uppermost bough, four or five in the outmost fruitful branches thereof, saith the Lord God of Israel. At that day shall a man look to his Maker, and his eyes shall have respect to the Holy One of Israel. And he shall not look to the altars, the work of his hands not... Okay, I think I cut that off pretty short, but I wanted to actually listen to the second half of that because that's going to be what we're going to be talking about, but I never got the second half. But anyway, the second half talks, uh, I'll read it. Um, and and on the show, Prophecy Zone, we're going to be playing a lot of um, audio clips. But anyway, the <clears throat> in verse 10, it says, Behold, thou hast forgotten the God of thy salvation, and hast not been mindful of the rock of thy strength. Therefore shalt thou plant pleasant plants, and shalt set it with strange slip. And the day shalt thou make thy plants grow, and in the morning shalt thou make thy seed to flourish. But the harvest shall be a heap in the day of grief, and a desperate sorrow. Woe unto the multitudes of many people, which make a noise like the noise of the sea, and to the rushing of many nations, that make a rushing like the rushing of mighty waters. The nations shall rush like the rushing of many waters, but God shall rebuke them, and they shall flee far off, and shall be chased, as the chaff of the mountains went before the wind. You know the little weed thing that blows across the road, such as you in the desert? I live in Airway Heights, Washington, and this weed, this big old round circle, looks like a, a little, a big, huge puff of ball. It's perfectly round, and it's rolling across the street, blown by the wind. Well, the Bible is saying that, uh, God is saying that in the, when this army attacks Israel, <clears throat> They're going to be blown off just like this uh, piece of uh, uh, debris being blown off the street. Uh, and God is going to destroy the opposing armies. Um, but in Isaiah 17, I, I, it's connected to one of these. And when I say connected, I mean, it's presenting something that is illustrated in another uh, piece of scripture. Need it be the nations marching in or the nations shall rush like a mighty water. Now, it's either Psalms 83, which is actually a poem or a song, 
or it's talking about Ezekiel 38 and 39. So what I want to talk about today is uh, partially with um, Brother Marcus is the gap in between uh, Isaiah 17 um, if there is, or if even Isaiah 17 is part of Psalms 83, and the gap uh, between Ezekiel 38 and 79. So actually, I want to talk about the gap between Psalms 83 and Ezekiel 38 and 39. Is it months? Is it weeks? Is it years? Is it is it minutes? <laughs> but uh, that's exactly what I would like to talk about. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and I will be right back. October 30th, 1991. President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence, or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17:8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTurnan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcturnan.name. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You're listening to the Prosperity on Block Talk Radio. Get ready to come into the zone for the next 60 minutes. Your journey will begin in 3, 2, 1. The Prophecy Zone with your host, Phil Armstrong. Your watchman on the wall. Bringing you into the knowledge only found as you pursue the truth. So set back and enter the zone of Bible prophecy and find the hope that every Christian should have. Find out what is going to happen in the year 2012 and beyond. The Middle East, the mark of the beast, the European superstate, Russia, China, Syria, and more. So set back and grab your cup of coffee and your Bible and be prepared to enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Speaker, plans, rumors, and war propaganda for attacking Syria and disposing Assad has been around for many months. This past week, however, it was reported that the Pentagon indeed was finalizing plans to do just that. 
In my opinion, all the evidence to justify this attack is bogus. It is no more credible than the pretext given for the 2003 invasion of Iraq or for the 2011 attack on Libya. The total waste of those wars should cause us to pause before this all-out effort at occupation and regime change is initiated against Syria. There are no national security concerns that require such a foolish escalation of violence in the Middle East. There should be no doubt that our security interests are best served by completely staying out of the internal strife now raging in Syria. We are already too much involved in supporting the forces within Syria, anxious to overthrow their current government. Without outside interference, the strife, now characterized as a civil war, would likely be non-existent. Whether or not we attack yet another country occupying it and setting up a new regime that we hope we can control poses a serious constitutional question. From where does a president get such authority? Since World War II, the proper authority to go to war has been ignored. It has been replaced by international entities like the United Nations and NATO or the president himself. Okay, that was Ron Paul. Ron Paul gave that speech on June 19th. And uh, he, along with others, believe that uh, there is a intervention coming from uh, the NATO body, the international body, that will uh, take out Assad. Now, how do we know that? Well, we got talking heads. That's actually not the talking heads of the media, but the talking heads of the globalists, like Henry Kissinger, who go around uh, saying that intervention must take place. Um, I remember listening to, I forgot the lady's name, but she is very important to Bilderberger's meeting. I apologize for forgetting the name. Jan something, I don't know. But anyway, she's really uh, uh, vocal in the Bilderberger meeting. Um, matter of fact, I should have wrote that article out, but I was just sort of passively looking, and I saw this video on this individual lady who was uh, recommending uh, that the international body do a humanitarian uh, intervention rather than a uh, uh, just a straight-out intervention because a humanitarian will make you look good when you're actually supposed to be looking bad. Uh, now, is the intervention of the international body going to trigger uh, something much bigger? And that's another um, piece of information that we hear uh, from the globalists and from the media, is that if uh, if this happens, which we know it's going to happen, it could cause a domino effect in the Middle East. Uh, in other words, a much greater, much bigger, much huger war uh, than it is uh, that we are in right now. We're, we're, we're at the starting stage. As a matter of fact, we've been at the starting stages a long time ago. Uh, there was a report for the Middle East, and uh, actually um, General Clark gave it, uh, Wesley Clark. And um, 
he was talking to somebody running. I, 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 I guess you consider running his mouth, uh, the other individual. And he still Wesley Carter was sitting there. And he says, well, we, we have plans on taking out every single nation in the Middle East, starting here in Iraq and then ending up all the way up to Iran. Um, and he's like, wow, oh, man, that's that's pretty. And he's stunned for a minute. He's like, wow, okay, okay. So he went home and he thought about it. And he actually, and, I, and, I, and I'm thankful that he, he has some integrity because he actually started telling people that, hey, there is a plan. And just like Ron Paul said in the tape I just heard, uh, played, uh, there there was plans on the table a long time ago, just like there were plans on the table for Iraq. Uh, these things, folks, wasn't thought of overnight. And if the American people and the world knew how they were being plan- played, it would be revolution in the street. And I think the globalists know that. And I believe in, in a not-too-distant future, they're going to play off the anger now, keep in mind, these globalists who really run the world are hiding. They're, they're, they're not in plain sight. They got their minions out there who are their faces. I call them the faces. Matter of fact, effective today, the 24th of June, they are now called the faces. These, these faces, believe it or not, even Rockefeller is a face. It's, 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 as much clout as he has in his globalist infrastructure, uh, he is a face. I even call uh, what's the Rockchilds, one of the Rockchilds is, that's out there. And they put these people out there, so they're at an even higher echelon, uh, higher uh, uh, part of the uh, pyramid than um, Hillary Clinton. Um, and these people got to know they're being puppetized. I was listening to Hillary Clinton, and like I said, starting now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have everything. I'm going to have my, my uh, archives on this show is going to be tremendous because I'm just going to, as long as they let me, as much uh, video clips as they let me, this thing is going to be stripped down all the way down to my, my uh, studio uh, dashboard. But uh, Hillary Clinton was saying that, you know, she's talking about the CRF. She's talking to the CFR. I guess she's doing a speech at the CFR headquarters, and she was like, "Well, just before I came down and I got the orders from you," and I said, "What are you talking about? You got the orders from them? Aren't you supposed to be the Secretary of State?" Um, and that speaks volumes, folks. Um, president Obama and Hillary Clinton, but well, before he's president visited the Bilderberger meeting, which is a secret meeting, which uh, houses some of the most important uh, people in, 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 in business and in, in manufacturing and banking. And you would think, and actually politics, but you would think when uh, they are having uh, this meeting, everybody should know about it. And when they go into these meetings, which Hillary and, and President Obama went in at, at, at the Senator Obama at the time went into this meeting. Well, they came out, and about a couple of weeks later, Hillary resigned or, or stopped her election bid, um, which was a big deal. But um, 
So now we're living in a time right now where I'm bringing on my guest, Brother Marcus, um, that I, me, myself, I, I kind of have a, a feeling, but I'm, I'm being cautious of, of what we went through with Common Ellen and stuff like that. But I'm being real cautious, but I have a feeling somebody's trying to tell me something. And let me tell y'all this story right quick before I bring my host, my guest on. I was I I I, I, I ha- I'm having a problem with my shoulder, and uh, I was sleeping. My son had nightmares, so he got up. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna wake up, and I'm just gonna go in here and lay on the couch. So I go in there and lay on the couch, but you know I I went over there and sat on the chair because I was uncomfortable. I turned on the TV. They talking about the Egyptian elections, and I've read Isaiah 19, but I never focused on it. So the Bible was in my room, and I'm sitting at the chair. They said, hey, we're waiting for the election results. So I'm sitting there for about 30 minutes because the guy, the guy was reading the election. Um, he was sitting in front of the country reading the election results, and he wanted to be thorough because of rigging. So he wanted to be really thorough. So he's sitting there for about, I swear it was about 30 minutes. 45 minutes before he read the results but the I, I know it was the Holy Spirit said go get up and get your Bible and turn to Isaiah 19 because I haven't really studied it and I went and, and I said I thought I just heard first I heard that the Islamic Brotherhood um, won uh, the Muslim Brotherhood won and then I heard again that the the the, 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 the other guy won and then so when I went and got the Bible I started reading and then I got to the part uh, where it talks about, um, it says, I'm not going to go ahead and read it, um, 19. Well, anyway, it says, an Egyptian will I give over, it says, and the Egyptians will I give over unto a hand of a cruel lord and a fierce king shall rule over them. And then no time that I read that, you know, they flashed on the screen. The Muslim Brotherhood is now in charge of the, and then they started talking about, um, you know, he said the Muslim Brotherhood won the elections. Then they started talking about how the military is still running things. Now watch and see. Take, keep a close look on Egypt. You're gonna see the the, the armies hand over power to this guy. And, um, and but we might not even have that much time. But anyway, I'm gonna bring. Bring, bring my guest on. Marcus, you there? Brother Marcus. Marcus is here. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, you been watching the news? Uh, I have not been watching a ton of it, but I've been keeping up on what's going on. Okay. All right. Yeah, I've been watching your videos lately. I'm, 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 matter of fact, I you just put out one. I think it was this morning or last night. One of uh, I got. I could see you coming through my email. I got. I'm not one of those dudes that have like almost one hundred thousand emails. And <laughs> I just don't erase. I don't erase anything off my Gmail account. I, it's my AOL that you know I have very few emails on. I kind of keep yeah, that yeah. clean. But um. Yeah, let, let's let's talk about uh, Bible prophecy um, a little bit, um, and uh, let's talk about what you see uh, happening right now and what the Lord is telling you. Okay, that's that's a good question. Uh, very good question. I, I like where you have been uh, 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 going so far in the show. Yeah. Uh, I'm hearing a little bit of 
Echo. Echo. Okay. Um, let me see. I have to turn it down a little bit and see if I can stop it. Okay. Uh, let me see. Test. Okay. That's, you don't want that echo. <laughs> All right. See if you can go without hearing the echo. Okay. So in uh, Genesis 217, you know, I took a break from YouTube, and I, you know, I didn't make a big deal out of it. I didn't announce it. I didn't say, hey, I'm going to YouTube. But I took about a month, uh, it was about uh, close to two months of a break. And before I came back, I really felt the Lord uh, deal with me about deception. You know, if you look at Matthew chapter 24, you know, the first thing that a lot of us we run to, we look at the wars and rumors of wars, or earthquakes in diverse places, uh, pestilences, famines. I mean, we, we focus on all the meaty and juicy stuff, right? But we go right past that very first warning that Jesus gave us. And he says that take heed that no man deceive you. For many will come in my name saying, I'm Christ. You know, I mean, read that, and they say, they, they, they think Jesus Christ. You know, like some, some nuts can come running out of the street screaming that they're Jesus Christ. Well, who's going to fall for that, right? Yeah, nobody's going to fall for that. So, so that word Christ means anointed one. You know, so many is going to come out in the last days claiming that they're anointed, that they've heard a word from the Lord, that they had a dream, they had a vision. And, you know, this last year especially, we've been seeing a ton, a ton mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. And so I go back to Genesis, right, because that's the very first book in the Bible. Let's let's get back to the basics. Let's get back to the start. I mean, Genesis 2.17, this is where God told Adam, do not eat of any tree in the garden except for the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Interesting thing enough, Genesis 2.22 is when God made Eve, right? So this this was after the Lord gave Adam the warning of what trees to eat from and what not to. So then Genesis 3.3, Satan is being subtle and lies, speaking lies into the the ears of uh, Eve, and she says back to him that the Lord said that we should not eat of we, we can eat of every tree except the tree of knowledge of good and evil, nor touch it. Now, where does the touch it part come in at? And so the the reason I'm bringing this up is you know when we get back to the book, because somewhere either Adam told Eve wrong what the Lord said because the Lord didn't say anything about not touching that tree. Mm-hmm. Or he heard it wrong. And so yeah. basically, what I'm talking about is deception. You know, when when we're not in the book, I'm hearing this so much. I've been so disturbed about this the last year that I hear so many people saying, "Well, this teacher says that this is what the Bible says." Well, that's not that's not good enough. I mean, that's where deception slips in. You know, you were talking earlier. Uh, you were talking about the Hillary Clinton and the Bilderbergers. You know, they own the media. Yeah. So now we get fed all these lies from NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox, and just because they say it, we, we say it's true. Yeah. So they control, yeah. they control the media, they pump it into us, and they, they tell us that all this is going on, and they justify all the uh, the building up for the war that's going on in the Middle East right now. Yeah. The war posturing that's going on. They're justifying it. So we keep hearing that this is the reason why, this is the reason why, this is the reason why. And so when they shoot a missile... 
you know, we're not going to be all, we're not going to be upset about it. We're just going to say, okay, this is, this has been on the track for a long time, and now it's coming. So we understand that it, it just had to be this way, but it doesn't have to be that way because we're being lied to for the most part. I mean, 9/11. I mean, when you really do the research on this, and you know, some people might get upset me for saying this, but when you really dig in and do the research on this, it really seems like that was a big setup. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the uh, uh, CNN had a um, special, uh, and uh, they were talking about in 50 years, will the average uh, human, uh, what they, what they, you know, believe in God, and um, the news anchor, black guy, young guy, you probably know what I'm talking about. Uh, I don't know his name though. But he was he was pretty much into it. I mean, normally you sometimes get uh, news anchors that are not too you know into it. They just delivering the story, and you can tell. But he's just like foaming at the mouth about you know. And then he, then he had he gets the audacity. CNN has the audacity to bring on Jimmy Jimmy Baker and, and Tammy Faye's son. And this yeah. guy is like out there with R two D two somewhere in, in the in the fifth dimension somewhere, where he's just like saying that he's a preacher, but he's just denying the faith. Now I can't tell you exactly what he was saying. I can go and look it up on YouTube. Maybe I'll put it on my show next time. But um, this guy's just straight up man denying everything that brought him. He's talking about homosexuality and how you know God loves us all, and they can stay that way. They're fine. They don't have to repent. They don't have to turn from their ways. Um, I mean, they're talking about, um, you know, women and the family. I mean, it's just, I mean, uh, you know, women's supposed to be, you know, you know, uh, the, the, you know, they can be the leader right on, you know, lady, take over your family. If you push your husband out the way type of thing. Um, and, and, and that's not it. That's not all. I mean, I was watching, um, uh, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with the Penn State coach. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And the brother that came on my church, my show last time, he made, you know, he was, you know, sort of right. But when they put that stuff out there for you, we're actually sitting out there. And we, we, we have our opinion. Now, as far as God is concerned, I, you know, I, I, don't, I didn't judge the guy like that. That's not what I was judging. I was just doing it on the surface as far as, this, you know, they need to throw the book at this guy. And with the brother on the show, he was saying, um, he was saying, well, we need to let the judicial system play it, play it through, which is correct. But I, I'm, I'm a American citizen. I'm sitting here watching CNN. I can throw the book at him right now, you know, because uh, they, they they're feeding me this information. So I'm saying, well, in my opinion, he's guilty. Yeah, nothing to do with God. But in my opinion, from what I've heard and from what I see and from what I think, this guy is guilty. Because our society has, um, you know, gone to a place where, you know, the child is being, you know, hurt. And, you know, we got we to gotta stand up for the, the Bible talks about standing up for widows and orphans. You know, we got to, we, you know, you stand up for those people. But, um, 
Well, yeah, I mean, there should be an outrage. I mean, why why shouldn't there be an outrage? I mean, you know, there's a big movement that I've been noticing this last year, you know, especially. It's like, let's all love one another. Let's just love, 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 yeah. love. And, of course, the yeah. Bible tells us that we are to walk in love. But that does not mean that we ignore injustices that are going on. That does not mean that we ignore false teachers teaching and watering down the scripture, you know? I mean, there are people out there who make that excuse about love to, to just cover it all up. You know, a false teacher yeah. is is watering down the scripture. You know, the scripture talks about, you know, you were, you were talking earlier, and it made me think about having a form of godliness but yeah. denying the power thereof. You know, if yeah. we as true believers of Christ are just going to sit back quietly and say nothing while deception is just going around us, we are the, the Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 5 that we are the salt and the light of the earth. Well, if we keep our mouth shut and we stay quiet, then guess what? We're not the salt and we're not the light of the earth. The Bible tells us not to hide our light under a bushel. So if we stay quiet when false teachers are speaking up and giving false prophecies and, and false sermons and say nothing, and then we use the excuse, oh, well, I was walking in love. That is not love. That is deception. Yeah. There is no love in deception. There is no love. If, if I see a brother heading toward a cliff, getting ready to fall off, and I say, well, I'm just going to stay quiet, and, and, and we'll just call it love. That is not love. If I see my brothers or sisters going and being misled by a false teacher, and I say nothing, that is not love. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, quiet. There's a, there's, a, there's a proverb somewhere that says, Quiet love is just as worse as uh, open rebuke, something like that. And it's saying that uh, if you know if you gotta if something's wrong with somebody, you know, like a child, you might have a child, and you 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 say, hey, look, get off your butt, and you need to do something. And rather than to just looking the other way because you think you love them and you don't want to hurt their feelings, you know. You gotta be able to. You gotta be able to say the truth, man. Um, YouTube, uh, I noticed because I've been fighting with this in my own soul, and that's why I don't even make videos. My videos are not even. I, I've never even because I, I have my kids all day. You know, we trying to wait for my kids to go to preschool and kindergarten. The Lord wills, time tarries. So, so I can uh, start working and stuff, or doing you know whatever I decide to do. But, you know, I just decided just recently just to, like, sort of like yourself, don't try to make no videos, you know, just do it, you know, just do a, you know, video with you standing there, and that's it. But I don't just want to be, you know, I love your videos, because you you, you can tell you're not real, you, you don't even care about the audience, you know, the numbers, uh, and with my videos, what I what I had to battle, bro, is I had to battle proper proper being being popular, and when I was growing up, I always wanted to be famous, and still, until I started looking at like the famous people's lives. You know, I watched the um, show about the music industry. It's called Unsung, and it's a lot of tragedies. You know, in fame, and the reason why I say that is because I believe that a lot of people on YouTube want in in. In some way, fashion, and I'm not saying on the, you know, I'm not saying that's the, that's everybody's motives, 
But a lot of people want to feel important. And when 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 I come on these radio shows, I kind of butcher them on purpose. So I, I mean, it's kind of weird because I'm not really like I'm, I'm. I don't really care how how I'm getting this out. What I'm telling you. But I, I'm not here to be still God's law in life. I'm not here to bring glory to myself. You know, I, I, I struggle with that, and yeah, yeah. and I and I kind of hurt myself a lot, and I and I kind of hurt the mission that God has for me. But you know, now I'm like, man, if people, if I get 500 views, I'm good. You know, if I get 200 views, I'm good. Heck, if I get, you know, I've never seen too many videos only get 15, 30 views, but you know, I'm 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 fine with that. You know. Yeah. But people on YouTube want to. They want to deliver a message, and they want to. They want to say this is what I think, or this is what Pastor such and such thinks. You know, I want to hear the Bible at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's interesting that you bring this up because you can really get me on my soapbox here. You know, and this, this is something my wife, you know, I share with her a lot about. You know, it's funny when I first came to YouTube. Uh, I was sharing a lot about the rapture, you know, and oh, I, I look at the, the the comment section. Oh, brother Marcus, you're so great. Oh, brother Marcus, this and brother Marcus that, and you know, oh, brother Marcus, you're the reason why I I you inspired me to start my YouTube page. I had three brothers tell me that that I inspired them. So when I started talking about walking in the spirit. Wait a second now. Uh, what are you talking about? Uh, what are you trying to say? <laughs> you know, are are you trying to say that that uh, most most believers most are on the the uh, wide path? Well, no, I'm not trying to say that. I just read that out of the Bible. So mm-hmm. no, I'm not saying that. Jesus said that. Yeah. So so many people are are are, and, and you know this is what this is what disturbs me. There is a lot of people out there who who refuse to pick up the book and read it for themselves. It's almost yeah. like, well, if I just not acknowledge that it's there, then maybe I can make it go away. Yeah. But we know that the Word of God will never go away. It's there. I mean, Jesus yeah. said in Matthew chapter 7, I mean, really, Matthew chapter 7 is a, is a rundown of the end times and, and how things would be and who's who. You know, he goes, all, he starts off talking about the the narrow road versus the, the wide path. Yeah. It says that, that you will know them by their fruits, talking about who's who, you know, separating the wheat from the tares. Yeah. Then he says that uh, many will come to me in that day saying, Lord, Lord, many will come to me in what day? Well, the day of judgment, when it's all said and done, saying, mm-hmm. Lord, Lord, didn't we, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we go to church and didn't we look holy? Didn't we do all the outside things that, that look right? And yeah. Jesus is going to say, Depart from me, you who acted wickedly, disregarding my commandments. I mean, he, he will turn to them and say, I never had an intimate relationship with you. And then he finishes up Matthew 7 talking about the man who built his house upon a rock versus the sand. The one who built his house upon a rock was a wise man who, uh, who listened and heeded to the words of God. And the foolish man was the one who didn't want to hear it. Don't tell me don't tell me what the Bible says. I don't want to hear that, you know? Yeah. So when I started sharing on walking in the spirit, it's funny how my view count started dramatically dropping. Yeah. But you know what? I have made a decision. You know what? I'm gonna share the word of God. Mm-hmm. Your decision if you're gonna watch or not. I'm not here to be popular. I'm here to share the word of God. I love Jesus. Yeah, I remember looking at Pastor uh, JD's uh, videos, 
and he was doing a series at the time when I was looking on on Joshua, and it's like I think, and I, no, uh, don't quote me on this one, but I'm thinking it was like three thousand people. Uh, might have listened to Joshua, his teaching on Joshua, Deuteronomy, and things like that. And then when you look at Bible prophecy, the cessationalists or whatever you want to call them, uh, come in and, they, and, they, and, they, and, they, and the numbers are like 10,000, 16,000, 30,000, 40,000. I remember I did a video uh, on um, Benny Hinn with um, Susan Puzio. And uh, that video is rocking 77,000. So imagine if I would have left it up there. It would probably be like 100,000. And it was like it was like I did the video downstairs in the bowler world. I mean, it was just that foggy. And people like garbage. People like garbage. Now, me and her was sort of like, and when we were talking, I said, man, that sounds like somebody can accuse us of gossip. So what I did was I just took the video down. And, um, you know, God, I mean, and if you listen to the videos, I mean, we did give, you know, we did talk about Jesus and we did do this, but I just took it down because I'm not here to get popular because, you know, remember the lady, um, she was, uh, in the, in, I forgot what book it is, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, but she had a, she was the old lady, she was throwing, she threw a penny into the bucket. And they were like talking about her, and they said, "Well, why are you?" Jesus was like, "Why are you talking about her? Because she's given from the tre- you know, from the from what she has." And I thought that was the deepest thing in the world when I heard that, because it's a motive issue. God knows the motives of a man, and if, yeah. if I'm if I'm trying to tell somebody about Jesus because I want to be heard. Then I got a problem because I have to battle with that. Though it's not like I'm t- I'm I'm dogging somebody out. I'm telling you, I had to battle with that. I had to battle with issues of pride and you know the Lord. Just like He took out alcohol, pornography, and all that stuff. God told me that I, it's a battlefield, and this is what I'm taking out of your life. So if you read Joshua, and and before Joshua, when the, when um, God took out army after army after army after army when they were obedient um to God they they were victorious over their armies and I thought that was the deepest thing in the world when I heard that but God said to me he was like you need a tender spirit so I can do these things and and, and that's what I wanted to do bro and that's what I I believe God is telling me now is to go in there and 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 let me use you to set man free from the addictions that you used to have, including attitudes. You yeah, know, yeah. so that's yeah, the most yeah. important thing, bro. <laughs> I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, one of the biggest things with me, you know, that I've battled in my life in the past, you know, and it's something I still watch today is is, is dealing with temper and my attitude, you know, and. Yeah. and yeah, you know, and then when you get into the gospel and you were talking about attention and, and wanting to be known and seen or popular, you know, that's that's the thing that gets a lot of teachers in the word of God. They they, they get their big head, you know, they mm-hmm. they put by pride. And the Bible says that God resists the proud and then so many teachers are wondering why they're the anointing and why God is not with them. Because yeah. they're not humble, they're not, they're not, they're, they're not giving that glory to God. They're not going back to Jesus saying, "You know what, Lord, I'm nothing. You know, without yeah. you, I'm nothing." So, you know, me being popular means nothing. You know. Yeah. 
And the Bible also says that the time will come when they will not endure the sound doctrine of the Scripture. Yeah. And, I, you know, I yeah. believe that's 100% that today is that day. People are running after hype. You know, uh, there was one brother uh, that, uh, you know, and, I, and one thing I never do in my videos is I never name names. And yeah. maybe a person can guess who I'm talking about, maybe they can. Yeah. But one way or another, yeah. I don't name names. But there was a brother back in, 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 in September, late September, that said, rapture in 48 hours. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> it's like, you know, there was such a red flag that popped, popped up in my spirit. It was like, really? Yeah. And what really saddened me, Phil, was the way the crowd ran to this and and received it and accepted it. That's what yeah. really bugged me about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. You, you, I, I felt bad for a lot of um, uh, people during that common element thing because oh, I had a Facebook friend was saying, um, you know, well, well, then I'll, I'm just going to go ahead and go ahead and go do something else. And I kind of thought about what Jesus was saying. You know, my master delay is coming, so I'm going to go ahead and do this and this and this or beat the servants or whatever. Um, and and that's sad. But God had told me, you know, just to just just to be, you know, just to have a lifestyle of um, serving me because. When I'm serving God, brother, uh, I have joy. Now I got anger problems too. That's what. That's the next battle. That's the battle he's <laughs> working with now. You know, I want my kids all the time. I don't fuss. I don't holler at my kids. I don't. I don't. I don't have to. I'm really a, a authoritative type of person. Where you know they listen. Now my daughter and my son came out with attitudes. They already came out with attitudes. So we have to deal with those attitudes. They didn't have to watch any TV or anything. And I, and my my wife my wife teases that it came from her mother, and, and you know I don't I don't know where it came from, but um, you know we we live in a world right now, brother, where I you know I'm baffled at, at at what I'm seeing. I'm at home with my kids all the time, you know. Like I tell you, I'm not in school or working, but I'm going to do that pretty soon. The Lord wills, but I look at the news and I feel like I, I feel like. Uh, something these things are transpiring. I've been studying Bible prophecy off and on for 15 years, and I and I've never seen it the way it is. Now I'm not making any predictions that it's this year, or next year, or even the year after that. But I know it's close. But to be a part of this, to be a part of, it, I feel kind of special, you know. Yes, not, not not in the arrogant way. Because I just feel like the, you know. I think I wish I could shout from the rooftop. You know, wake you know, wake up everybody. This is something to be able to watch. That's why pre trip rapture people are so blessed. Because yeah, we're yeah. we're able to sit and we're able to say to people, Look, look, and I mean this stuff is happening, enjoy it, you know. Yeah. Now, you know, I see people get happy when they bring up the fact that Damascus is no longer going to be a city. Now, am I saying, am I talking about that? No, I'm not talking about that because I, I, I feel thoughtful for, you know, people that's going to be uh, hit with this. But uh, uh, Syria is, I've heard, I didn't even know this. I heard that this morning that Syria is the Middle East biggest um, place for Christians. I didn't know that. Wow. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. 
Yeah, so may you know, hopefully so you know, some of the Christians there are pronouncing the Bible um, you know, to people before, you know, Ezekiel thirty eight uh, not Ezekiel thirty Isaiah seventeen happens. Yeah, yeah. And I people mean, get you know, saved. One of the one of the things here, yeah, you know, you were talking about, you know, the things that we're seeing play out. I mean, because you know, ten years ago, you know, especially twenty years ago, the infrastructure, uh, so to speak, of the end times was not in place. You know, everybody didn't have a cell phone in their pocket. You know, they, uh, the GPS where everybody's being tracked. You know, the, the the system of the Antichrist, the system of the beast, is now in place. They have the capability to track every human being on the planet right now today and so you know i i even believe our cell phones with the camera phones and everything else that, that is capable of doing i mean we all are in contact with one another i mean just like it was in the days of the tower of babel there we're all one people again you know that's another kind of kind of a foreshadow of, of judgment to come you know because when the tower of babel there was judgment that happened lord destroyed the tower of babel and scattered the people but we're yep. back again as one people, and the infrastructure of the end times and the and the and the beast is in place right now. I mean, uh, you know, I, I believe our cell phones are almost like a like a, a test rod to see how the ship is actually going to work, how yeah. you know, the, the the communications and keeping track of everything, how how all of that's going to play out. I think that's just like a test, you know. And one of the things that you know that disturbs me, uh, uh, you know, when we're talking about the people of, of God and talking about the end times, we seem to be so focused on the rapture, the rapture, the rapture, the rapture, uh-huh. and, and praise the Lord because we are to be watching for His coming. But we should be excited for His coming because we love Him, and at the same time, since we love Him, that we should be taking care of business. Yeah, yeah. And so when when the Lord gave the Pharaoh, you know, uh, all the signs and wonders that, that took place in the in the in the time of Moses and the Pharaoh. It was a warning to the Pharaoh to repent, to, to turn, to stop your ways. And so that's what the signs and the wonders were for. And same thing today. We're seeing signs and wonders, we're seeing the blood moon eclipses, you know, we're 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 seeing the weather patterns change. We're seeing the deception that's playing out like crazy that the Lord warned us of the end times. That was the very first end time warning of Matthew chapter twenty four. Watch out for deception. So we're seeing all these signs and everything the Lord spoke of, and I think that's a warning to us who are awake. He is coming. Take care of business. Minister the word at a higher level than you ever have before. Share to your friends. Share to your family. Pray. Get in, the, get in your prayer closet. Trust and believe God like you never have before. You know, and I don't think that that's maybe the, 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 what many people are getting from this. You know, maybe some people are thinking, Oh God, uh, you know I've got a lot of problems and I don't want to pay my house and I don't want to take care of business. Uh, I'm tired of my responsibilities. Jesus, come take me. Yeah. Well, that's that's not the right heart, right there. You know. Yeah. 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 Or you know, like I was in the military. <laughs> I remember I was in the military. I was like, man, I would love the rapture to happen. <laughs> Get me out of the military. <laughs> I, I thought I can relate to that. And and you know what, bro? Um, I like what you're saying because. I've I've uh went through the same thing where I got caught up with um the rapture of the church and I was forgetting the the other important things and um and but I belonged to a church that we what we did we went out and evangelized and stuff like that but I still thought that uh the rapture of the church for me 
was more or less my focus and who the Antichrist was. And then all of a sudden, you know, I started having uh, God show me that a relationship was the first thing uh, on on my list because I remember watching a movie, and that's a shame I got to get this from a movie. But I was really, I was, <laughs> I was really amazed at how the guy was playing Abraham was so was talking to God and was close to God, and, and and I was really amazed at how Moses, you know, even though he hit the rock and stuff like that, but <laughs> how close he was to God. So yeah, yeah. Um, now I understand that I want to walk with God, but then there's still, bro, there's still a lot of uh, things that you can get involved with. Like right now, I don't have any video games. I don't even try to. My son is on a punishment, so he can't have his uh, Xbox yet. And then my other son, he has a PlayStation 3. And he asked me to play sometime. I don't even have my own Xbox. But you know, you know how many microphones I got for the ministry and stuff like that. And I, I mean, I could have been went out and bought a PlayStation Three, or, but I don't want to suck my time up playing video games, especially at forty-three years old. You know, there are some guys out there who play. I love video games. I could play oh, football. Yeah. All, I could, I could start from the morning and play a whole season. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, so uh, you know. My my thing is is that I I I want to be I want to I want to make sure I'm I'm calm enough to understand you know where the roaring lion is because they say Satan walks around like a roaring lion seeking to make who he who he may devour and my wife um if it, you know I I believe something happened in the garden and I, I believe he explained that that the wife would try to take. Uh, powers, you know, take usurp powers, and the feminist movement was already there a long time ago, and and that's just my belief from what the garden said. And I love my wife. I kind of like, you know, I like to hear what she got to say, and she makes decisions. You know, she makes decisions. She she'll tell me that well, that might not be a good idea, and then I if I think it's a good idea, I have to convince her, you know, that yeah. it's a good idea. So we're partners, but at the same time, I, you know, I get the last call. You know, a lot of times, sometimes I say, okay, you 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 take this one. But, you know, in my life, I have to live my life, you know, to to make sure I don't submit, you know, to a point where I'm losing, I'm letting a man or a woman take my reward or I'm letting somebody slow me down where, you know, even in, in, in the Bible, uh, you know, or in reality, even even the, the good, the, the innocent things can, can take you out of the way. You know, he had the parable of the the swords throwing different seeds, and remember the part where the thorns came up with the seed and they choked the word out of you, because yeah, we get yeah. so we get so involved in in the things that are somewhat important. You know, you know the old Go ahead. And 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 yeah, I mean, I, I agree with your saying one hundred percent. I mean, because you know, the the enemy is so. You know, I mean, I mean yeah. even in, even in my life, you know, as Christians, you know. Uh, even as followers of Christ who have given our lives to, to Jesus Christ, we are still in a, in a struggle. We're we're in a struggle with the light and darkness. We're in a struggle with, with sin to overcome, you know. I mean, I, I like to say it this way. If, if, if one's not struggling with sin, then I say you never you never have called sight. You're still in darkness because if you're in darkness, you've submitted to it and there's no struggle. But when you cross over to light, there's a struggle, and I, I hear a lot of Christians talk about, you know, I'm struggling, and, and they feel beat up because they're in a struggle. And I say, well, that's because you've crossed over into the light. So keep seeing.
seeking the Lord. He's, he's seeking the scriptures. You know, I, I think of where I've come from the last 10 years and how much I've transformed the last 10 years. And you know what? 10 years later, if we're still here, the Lord's still caring, it's, yeah, I, I'm going to look back at the last 10 and say the same thing again. If I stay in the scriptures and submit it to, to, the, to, the, to the Lord. So, I mean, yeah. I talk about how Satan is subtle. You know, he did the same thing. He did the exact same thing he did to Eve. He did it to Jesus in Matthew chapter 4. He says, if you are the son of God. Now, Satan knew that Jesus was the son of God, but Satan wanted to plant that seed of doubt, so he did it in a subtle way. And so when Satan comes to deceive us, he does it in subtle ways. Maybe it's a video game. Maybe it's a movie. Maybe it's a friend who's trying to who, who's trying to direct you away that you don't really believe the word of God says. But it's your friend, and you don't want to offend them, so you kind of go along with it. You know, the, yeah. the, the devil is subtle. Yeah. You know, and, but Jesus came back and what did he do? What did, how did Jesus respond to Satan? He spoke the written word. Yeah. He didn't speak his feelings. He didn't speak his opinions. He didn't speak what his neighbor said. He didn't speak what his pastor said. He didn't speak, speak what the disciples said. He spoke the written word of God. So if mm-hmm. Jesus, being God, did that and stood on the word of God, how much more as us as followers of Christ need to follow that same example? Yeah, exactly. And um, I was telling my son that. Uh, Yesterday, uh, actually this morning too, and I was telling him um, that when uh, we look at God's word, and, he, and I read that in Matthew four when the Satan tempted uh, uh, Jesus and said, and Jesus said that we should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And I asked him, how many times a day do we eat? And he's like, three. Okay, yeah. so if we if we eat three times a day. Shouldn't we be reading the Bible somewhere that many times? You know, and I, and then I and the reason why I said that to him is because I told him when you're doing something wrong, you know, I told him that God's eyes are in every place, and I hate to use that because I don't want to sing Kumbaya and love sweet love and Jesus loves you because evidently that ain't working. So I told him I said, look, bro, God sees everything. If you don't like it or not, you, in the, the way you remind yourself of God sees everything is you need to read the, you know, pick up the Bible. So I told him, man, I mean, he got this little bitty Bible that I used to carry over in the Middle East, you know, the little bitty ones. But I decided, man, I said, I said, baby, I'm going to go get him a Bible. And you know what? I said, this boy can read really good, so I'm going to get him a King James. Not that I'm King James only, but uh, I noticed something uh, about People who read King James's, and I'm not trying to be funny or nothing, but I noticed I noticed something, and and maybe I'm making this up, but I noticed this when I'm either watching YouTube, or um, or or through through my army career, or through my uh, job corps career, whatever I was doing, the people who read the King James version and stuck with it seem to have been doing better than the people who had the other versions. And I don't, I don't I'm, not, I'm not saying King James only and stuff like that. That's not what I'm saying. But I do notice that. Like, for instance, I looked down on the, on my bookshelf, and I, my, I saw the Bible that my wife was laughing at me because it was falling. I mean, brother, the threads were coming out of this Bible when I was overseas. I read it so much. 
Yeah. And yeah. and I was asking myself the question. Now, and I'm not talking about, bro. And, and I told you earlier that God is is going from one thing to the next, taking these armies out. And when I say these armies out, uh, they're taking the enemies out of my system, meaning different things he's dealing with. Like right now, it's anger, and it's yeah. other attitudes. It's it's other attitudes. But I noticed that she was like laughing at the Bible. She says, "You need to get another Bible, brother." And I was like, "Yeah, you're right." I mean, no cover, no nothing. But I, I was asking God the other day, I said, you know, I don't read the Bible to a point where I'm almost every second of the day. But I was asking him, why don't I have as much problems, you know, as I used to have? And he said, because the seed of foundation was set. And and you know how to work the two, the weapons. And, and, and I didn't know what he's talking about. But I, I noticed that. You know, in like Ephesians um, chapter six and, and Colossians, where it says, "Put on Christ." Um, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, it says um, in Corinthians um, where it talks about casting down imaginations; everything is exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Um, and then when it says, uh, "My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge," so I decided to say, "Okay, well, if knowledge is important, what knowledge?" So it turned out to be not head knowledge, but the the knowledge of Jesus Christ and his effectiveness to take away, set men free. It says who the son sets free is free indeed. So I had to believe those things. And in, in, in right, like right now, if I go to the grocery store and I start hearing something say, go get some beer, man. That'd be nice just to, you know, open up a six pack. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. And it sound like your voice. Go ahead, man. I mean, just like you know, Foster's beer tastes kind of good, you know, and 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 I'm thinking, I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good idea. No, yeah, that's a good idea. And then I'm thinking, you know, wow. So a couple of months later, I he doesn't bother me with that, but he'll be back. So what I'm saying is, not to get so cocky where you think, you know, you have arrived. Because we're going to continue this journey until he either trumps Trump, the trumpet sound or we die. But we need to stay understand that we're going to be in a continuous war, and that's the lie of many people these days. Uh, they're telling us that you know, such as the churches, you go and listen to a sermon. You know, they're not going to sit down and say you you you're in a constant war. Let's fight, especially the more conservative churches. They're gonna they're gonna give you. You know the pot. You know they're gonna give you verses out of the Bible, but they're not gonna tell you the whole. They're gonna leave out things. And yeah, when you and leave out things, go ahead. That's what I was about to say. That, that, that's what I call. That's what I've been calling this year. I've been calling that the diet Bible. That's mm-hmm. where we we share the scriptures that make us feel good. You know, I, yeah. I can do all things. Uh, you know, in the scriptures because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, but. We'll just cut it off and we'll say, I can do all things. Yeah. And and yeah. we'll say, uh, let's just walk in love, everybody. Let's just all get along and let's throw up the peace sign. And you know what? We might as well just go ahead and grab a joint while we're at it, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, 40, and, and, 40 days and maybe, of love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and maybe we'll share the Jesus that, uh, maybe we'll share a Prozac Jesus. You know, the Jesus yeah. that walks around with a smiley face and acts like he doesn't have a care in the world, right? I mean, that's, uh-huh. that's, what, that's what a lot of churches and a lot of New Age believers, that's what they believe. They believe this 
you know, I, I, I was sharing in my video last night because you know, like you said, we're all in a struggle. You know, and mm-hmm. this struggle is gonna last until we get to heaven. You know, or or, or the rapture takes place. But we're gonna be in this struggle versus good and good and evil. I mean, the devil's out to, to take us out. And so if we don't walk in the light, if we don't stay submitted to the Word of God, and, and like you said, get arrogant and think, oh, now I'm somebody. You know, we're never going to be somebody. We're always going to be Christ. We're always yeah. going to be children of the Lord. We are the Lord. We've been bought by, we've been blood bought, bought with a price. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just, uh, it, it just amazes me sometimes where we can forget the Scripture. We, we don't, we don't get... You know, Colossians 2, 6 says to be rooted in him. Yeah. Ephesians three sixteen through 21 talks about being rooted in the love of Christ. It, yeah. You know, it, it, you know we're, we're a new believer. We're like a tree. When we're a brand new believer, we're like a tree that's fresh from Home Depot or Lowe's. And we yeah. plant it. You <laughs> yeah. know, if you plant that tree and walk away and then the summer comes and you don't water and you don't take care of it, then that tree's going to wither away. But if you uh-huh. continue to take care of it, take care of it. And, and I'm basing this off of Psalms chapter 1. It's yeah. about that, 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 that tree that's like planted by the rivers whose mm-hmm. roots go down deep. And when yeah. the drought comes, and that's it. We're, that we're, if we're in the Word, if we continue to read the Word, we'll be like that tree planted by the rivers whose roots go down deep. When the drought yeah. comes, we will not fill it. Our, our leaf will not wither if we stay. If we stay in the Word, the water of the Word. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it. It talks about in um, uh, Matthews. It talks about the different seeds falling on different grounds. And if 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 that if that verse uh, that chapter you just read was uh, uh, for us, uh, we apply it to our lives. Uh, most of that seed will go down deep, and the devil can't steal it. You know, the cares of this life can't steal it. It's going to be resonating deep uh, in your soul. So. Uh, I think the most important thing is to get to actually get ready because a lot of people on YouTube say get ready, but I, I that's a under, that's we need to actually get ready. And the one of the things uh, I was looking at is the, the the make sure we have the right gospel to get ready with. Um, Galatians chapter one says if we preach any other gospel other than the one we have taught, which is the, was the Apostle Paul and uh, the disciples, then we are cursed. Um, so the gospel, there's many traits, many, and I tell a lot of people, you know, like my wife, I tell other people that we can easily have the gospel of Mary or the gospel of Ray Ray down the street or the gospel of Mr. Jones, you know, at my yeah, school, yeah. you know, and people think that we need to have Crustle Dollar bring us down or some, you know, Benny Hinn or one of these other people. We don't need them to bring us down. We just have lack of knowledge. And if if we don't like, if we don't pick up the Bible and read it for ourselves and crunch the numbers for ourselves, we're gonna have somebody else crunch it, or our in our sub our our actual pride will crunch the numbers for us. And when I mean crunch the numbers, I'm just being I'm just being funny when I say uh, this. Thought, you know, interpret the Bible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know. yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, and that's what, go ahead. Well, that's what I'm talking about, too, is, is, is being careful that we don't interpret the Bible through our feelings and our, and, yeah. and, 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 and our you know, our, our, our perception. You know, yeah. in, 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 
you, know, you talk about the different versions, and, and I, I, I make sure I have all the versions. I, I read out of the yeah. King James, which is my number one. I read a lot out of the Amplified, but in the Amplified Bible, in Matthew chapter 14, verse 30, when, when Peter came, after Jesus said, come, you know, because Peter was like, if it's really you, well, Jesus right in front of him, he says, if it's really you. So he had doubt, you know, with Jesus standing in front of him. Yeah. Jesus said, come. And he, he started to walk on the water. I mean, because he yeah. was focused on Jesus. But the Amplified Bible says that when he started to feel the wind blow, he felt, when he felt and perceived the strong wind, he started to sink. And that tells me right there that our feelings, what we feel and our perceptions, the things that we think are going to happen, can derail us in our faith. The Bible says in, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, and this is, I think, the most misinterpreted passage in the Bible. It says that we are saved by grace through faith. Now, I hear on both sides of this, I hear people who say, well, you know what, I have no sin in my life. I don't commit fornication. I'm not a liar. I'm not a thief. I don't do this. I don't do that. I'm just so goody-choo-choo, you know? Yeah. Well, isn't that what the uh, rich man, uh, the rich young man came to Jesus and said, you know, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm obeying the commandments. But yeah. he didn't have faith in Christ. Yeah. He walked away without Christ, and he walked away without salvation because he did not have faith. Mm-hmm. And same thing with the one who walked in darkness and refuses to cross over. Now, yeah. because we cross over into the light, that doesn't mean our struggles of sin are going to go away, but yeah. we're still going to get out of some things, aren't we? We're not going to stay in premeditated sin. We're not going to say, hey, you know, I've been shacking up here for, for three months, and you know what, now I came to Christ, and I'm just going to continue to shack up because I'm disregarding the world. Well, a true believer doesn't do that yeah. because shacking up is not a addiction, right? I mean, that's, that's the decision one makes to, to live in a house because, you know what, if, if you can't control your, your sexual desires, then get married, right? Isn't that what the Bible says? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so when we look at that side, you know, so one side, you've got a person over here who is a rich ruler who, who obeyed the commandments, but he walked away because he didn't have faith in Christ. Then you have others who, 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 who say they accept Christ, but they don't walk in the faith because they don't want to dip. They're still lacking the same thing. I guess the point I'm making is you can have one who's obeying the commandments over here, and you can have one over here that's is struggling in sin, but... Reject the faith. They're both not saved because they have not accepted Christ in their hearts, like Romans 10, 9 through 13 says. But you can have also a person who's struggling in sin, but walked in faith. Yeah. And it's saved because of his grace. So yeah. the point of what I'm making here, is if I'm if I'm making sense here, is if we need the we need his grace, and we have to have faith in him because our yeah. our faith in him will produce. Good work. That's what if we if we continue to read uh, Ephesians two nine and two ten, that's what it says. That we yeah. are created unto Christ Jesus unto good works. We are his workmanship we are his workmanship created unto Christ Jesus unto good works. And then yeah. people say, Oh, it's work, it works, but continue to read the verse. You you read verse eight, now read verse nine, and read verse ten and put it together. Too many times we carry scriptures and don't get a whole Outlook of what the Lord's really saying. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, this is uh, true. <laughs> How true. We're going to take a quick break, bro. And uh, 
we're going to come back with the second uh, half of the show. Actually, it's beyond the second half, but <laughs> we'll be right back. All right. All right. October 30th, 1991, President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence, or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17:8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTernan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcturnan.name. Enter the zone, the prophecy zone, your end time watchman, bringing you light in a dark world where truth is rivaled with a lie and the matrix is normal life. Luke 21, and there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken and then shall they see the son of man coming in a cloud with power and great glory and when these things begin to come to pass then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh you are now in the zone so be ready to enter the light or truth about the end of days so you will be ready for the coming of the Lord you are in the zone the prophecy zone so join us for the next hour as we look at world events in line with Bible prophecy so you'll be informed and be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You're listening to the cross for you now. Unblock Talk Radio. for the remaining time. Um, let's really get into, uh, I guess, um, what's going on. Um, you can, as far as the whole Bible is concerned, um, now the apostasy um, is um, coming to fruition. Uh, matter of fact, uh, I, I remember um, 
somebody, I don't know who it is, and I keep telling Susan Puzio this too, uh, somebody said that God was going to start taking out uh, TV evangelists and um, and whoever else is false, one one person at a time. And then he said something like sometimes two. And uh, ever since then, people have been uh, getting taken out. Uh, what I mean by taken out is being exposed. Uh, that's uh, that's that's a huge sign um, where we at. Um, now the economy, uh, as far as the European Union, seems to be uh, on the uh, chopping block. Um, for me, uh, what I see the Bible is teaching, and, and and I don't hold the patents on Bible prophecy, and I tell people that. There's some people out there who believe that they own the patent on Bible prophecy. I don't. Um, but um, what I see the, the Bible teaching me, because I used to be a, a person who believed that the Western Europe will you know, rise and be the beast by itself. And uh, now, as I look closely, you know, and I look at uh, Romans chapter, uh, Daniel chapter eight, and it talks about, you know, uh, uh, it, it finally talks about uh, Greece and it, it being divided up into four uh, generals, and one of them becomes part of the Seleucid Empire, and then all this stuff formulate in the Middle East. Um, it looks like Europe is going to start to break apart. Uh, what do you see as far as um, geopolitically could happen on the stage of the confusion that even the Middle East is having with all of these uprisings and um, uh, what they call revolutions? Um, it looks like to me something's happening in the spiritual realm where uh, these things are starting to unfold and, and then they're starting to fold into uh, uh, a world empire. What do you see happening on the stage right now um, in the Middle East uh, that that's in, in, and also in Europe? Uh, what, what, what's going on? Why does it seem so confusing? I mean, do you, do you have... I think, you know, obviously right now, uh, uh, when we talk, you know, I'm bringing the U.S. into this for a second. You know, when we talk about oil, you know, when you know, any part of the world, uh, you know, buys oil, they buy it in U.S. dollars. And, of course, and I think this was the whole scheme of Bilderberg or the, the shadow government, uh, uh, have you say it, uh, you know, to have the United States collapse. And I, I think, you know, that was part of 9-11. I mean, that just all worked out too conveniently, right? I mean, you know, we, 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 we got damaged financially that day pretty heavily, started to collapse in the, uh, the, the, the mortgage uh, the housing market, you know, it was, it was part of the collapse anyway. That was a full part of it. But, but it was all set up. The whole thing is being set up to collapse America, destroy our dollar, and then the dollar gets so weak to a point where now we have to trade dollars in what now? You know, in what, euros? You know, our, our, new, our new new system, right? We, we, need a, we need a new monetary system. But the United States is not centered in, in, in that anyway. In, 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 it's not the center of it anymore. And so 
you know, if you want to get the United States out of the way and you want a, a new one-world government, so what you have to do, you have to destroy it financially and, and move that financial power somewhere else. Yeah. So I think that's the main thing we're seeing taking place. We're seeing a lot of shifting. We're seeing a lot of uh, uh, we're seeing a lot of economies dropping, going broke, and things are going to come to such a point, such a distress. In my opinion, you know, I mean, this is, uh, this seems like the most likely thing to happen. People are going to be so distressed, you know, after the wars and everything else have you to go along with it. So tired, so worn out that people are going to fall at the feet of a new leader. They're going to, they're going to fall. You know, that that person that has that answer, that one answer, I have the answer to to the world problem. I think people are going to be so worn down and so worn out that they'll accept anything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It, it um, has a, a message of 2012 for December 21st, but uh, as I continue to look on the world scene, I remember uh, a while back I uh, went to a conference when I used to work for Job Corps, and they sent us to a conference, so I, you know, I guess they thought it was a pretty good thing for us to go. But I first learned the word paradigm shift. And paradigm shift is like an um, automatic um, shock of a transition um, to from one stage of, of you know of, of existence to the next. Meaning, uh, a car wreck is a paradigm shift really quickly. Uh, the globalist has a um, word they call a sentence they call order out of chaos. In, in other words, they present uh, the chaos, and then after that, they give you a um, a formula, and then they sell the formula, and then they give you a uh, <clears throat> they give you an antidote, and then they give you the, the what they believe is um, the 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 thing to fix it. So yeah, uh, yeah. so what. What's going on now? It seems to be a um, a, a transformation uh, from one age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius, meaning new age movement, um, the new age philosophies. The globalists are occultic, uh, so they're moving from one age to the next, and they're going to do it, uh, and they're going to do it viciously. They're going to let they're going to they're going to have to sell it to the people. And the people is not going to buy it unless they're not going to want to go into an age of Aquarius or a new consciousness of, you know, we can be as gods uh, unless uh, they have a reason to do that. And I, and I and like I say, I, I've been wrong before, and I like sometimes I like being wrong. Um, but as I sit and as I move and as I do things. And as I read and as I observe, I see the Bible coming coming true right in front of my eyes without even trying. I mean, I can sit there and I can listen to the news and I say, man, this is crazy. And I get up and I don't know if I should jump for joy or be sad. Yeah. But a lot of times I'm, I'm praising God because I'm, 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 I'm blessed to be a part of this end time um, saga that we're living in. And what I see happening, bro, is um, it looks like World War Three is setting up 
and it can break out this year, can wait one more year. I don't know if it's going to go another year. Um, it might, but I see the European markets look like they're going to collapse. And this could be a birth, birth pain. It can be actually a birth. It could be a hiccup. It can be another birth pain, but it's going to be one nasty birth pain. It's going to have to go back. <laughs> it's eventually going to have to get the lady to the hospital so she can have her, have her yeah, baby. Yeah. Eventually, yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, it, it looks like to me it, the Olympics, for one, something's going to have to open up the end time saga. Something is something is is perfectly positioned right now for the world to go into the tribulation period. I mean, yeah, it's I mean, just, all all it takes is a spark, right? I mean, if, you know, yeah. Jesus uh, talked about a generation. He was uh, telling the disciples of the end times. You know, you know when they came to him in Matthew chapter twenty-four, what would be the time of the end? You know, and yeah. one of the things he brought up was that the, 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 that not one stone of the temple would be left. Now, how, yeah. how long uh, afterward did that happen? That was it was seventy years. So yep. you know that that happened seventy years later after he spoke that. And so yep. that kind of gives us uh, like Psalms ninety verse ten. That kind of gives us an idea of of that generation that saw Israel rebirth that that was spoken of in Matthew twenty four uh, thirty two through thirty five. I believe it was. Yep. So right now we're at what seventy one years. But yep. so Psalms ninety ten says uh, the generation is, is seventy to eighty years. Yeah. So it's it's all in place. It, it, everything seems to fit, you know. I mean, I I just I, I pray people who don't know the Lord. I pray they're watching. I pray that their eyes are open and realizing that wait a second, there's only so many coincidences uh, that can happen for it to still be a coincidence. Because yeah. you know, you have ten coincidences in a row, then they're not coincidences anymore. You know, this is prophecy uh, playing out. And yeah. I, I just hope and pray people's eyes are starting to open more and more. And thank God that the Lord is so so grateful. I mean, I remember in 2008, everybody was screaming rapture. 2009, yeah. rapture. 2010, yeah. rapture. Yeah. But look at all the people who have been saved since 2008, 2009, yeah. So yep. we should rejoice along with the angels that more are still coming to Christ and waking up to the truth of what's going on right now. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Hey, uh, I'm going to um, play a clip. Uh, we don't have to actually comment on it as much. I know it sounds weird, but we're going to head towards that area. It still involves Matthew 24, first couple of verses. I'll play a clip. If, it, if it's muddled, I'm just going to shut it off, and we, we gonna, I'll, I'll just explain what this clip is about. But um, just go ahead and relax, and uh, we'll be right back. We've done two things by this publication. One is wake up the world to the urgent problem. The second is motivate lots, lots of scientists. We have their attention. Let them think about ways in which they can design new drugs, new uh, therapies, and so on. Speaking to Joy via Skype, Dr. Ruth Albert, the editor-in-chief of Science, says the finding that the bird flu virus can jump species and become transmissible among mammals as the result of just a few mutations, is a discovery of major importance. He says it's important to publish that information because the world scientists and policy makers must understand it and deal with it. This virus uh, is most dangerous immediately in Indonesia, Vietnam, China, places like that. 
And uh, if we decide we're going to keep this information in the United States, this is this is a terrible diplomatic problem for, for everybody. Whenever you do research that involves infectious diseases, there's the possibility of what we call dual use, namely significant benefits from the research, as well as the possibility of some risks from the research. Dr. Anthony Fauci is the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. He says the research is important because it provides a better understanding of an evolving virus and the possibility of spillover infection, in which a bird virus infects a human or another mammal. Experts say this is a research frontier where concerned scientists must have access to major findings by other scientists in order to move ahead faster. Because in nature, the virus is already doing what we're trying to figure out is doing now with the experiments. So if we don't do any experiments, the virus is just not going to go away. It's here, it's a clear danger, it's a present danger, and that's the reason why we're doing research on it. So far, H5N1 is seen most commonly in ducks and chickens and has only infected about 600 people since 2003. But when it does affect humans, it has proved fatal, killing about half of those infected. Experts say information on the genetic makeup of the virus must be widely shared. Those working to develop drugs for this virus must know what it looks like, its adaptability to humans, and the extent of its transmission from animal to human and from human to human. Vidushi Sinha, VOA News, Washington. I uh, noticed my son was throwing a temper tantrum. Somebody's back there throwing a temper tantrum there, so praise God. Uh, so, that was kind of muddled, and it wasn't the best clip. Um, I kind of like got overboard with it, but I, I, I kind of felt that the clip was pretty um, was enough um, to say that um, I was watching the movie Contagion. Uh, me and my wife went to go see it, and uh, the disease uh, was spreading. And at the end of the movie, I think a couple million people died. At the end of the movie, it was kind of spooky where they were trying to, they showed you a, a person making chicken in a pot at a restaurant. And he was, you know, swat, cutting the neck off and all of those stuff. And it was trying to say that the disease actually um, spread it that way uh, with the dirty hands and whatever. Um, but um, the Bible talks about um, you running from a bear. And you, you're running, and you're running the house. You shut the door, and you're tired. <sighs> and you put your hand up on the wall, and there's a scorpion there to bite you. Well, the tribulation period, even early on, is going to be a total police state. Um, it's going to be um, total control, um, socialism on steroids, which turns into communism. But it's going to be actually... Socialism first, communism, and then total dictatorial. Um, where they probably gonna have to find another word to explain the total control. Since no man will buy or sell unless he had the mark on his right hand or forehead. Now, bro, uh, with that being said, uh, it looks like uh, these things are right there. I mean, you you couldn't make this stuff up. I mean, it's just, it's, it's right there. I, I, I mean, I, I kid you not. 
I'm not talking about I got any superpowers or me and God is on the same page. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying in the physical, I'm just sitting here and I'm looking at the stuff and I say, man, this this stuff cannot be that far off. I mean, a year. Well, I, I mean, that well, can't be that far off, man. I mean, look, you know, uh, it's, it's like we were saying earlier, you know, uh, 20 years ago, you know, it's like the infrastructure really wasn't in place for this. Yeah. Ten, ten years ago, you know, I remember I bought it, me and my wife, we bought a brand new car, and, and it had OnStar on it, and I thought that was the coolest thing, because we got lost one time, and, and so we put yeah. the OnStar button, and, and they they told us exactly where we were sitting on the, uh, they said, you guys are sitting on the service road, uh, I-44, in between so-and-so and so-and-so, and I was like, yeah. wow, you know, I thought that was amazing, you know, yeah. but here it is, ten years later, now we have, you know, we have uh, HD TVs that have cameras, uh, oh, they have yeah. apps. They have the Facebook app on the TV. So, you know, uh-huh. everything is in place. The infrastructure for this one world government, for this dictatorship government is in place. If they yeah. want, they can watch you sleep at night. They got yeah. you, you got cameras on your phone, on your TV. You got your, your laptops. I mean, your, your webcam. I mean, cameras are everywhere. Yeah. They, they know how many times. They, they know what your pulse is, I'm pretty sure. You know, and yeah. it's like. They're going to watch everything. I mean, I, there's even coming a time, I believe, where the thermostats in your house will be controlled by the New World Order. Yeah. Now, yeah. they will turn it off for you. I think I think your house is cool enough, so now we're going to turn it off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Matter of fact, they're changing the rules now. They have, which is which is okay. Some of the stuff that they do, I mean, you know, back in the day where they go into a restaurant and the restaurant's nasty, you know, they could shut it down, which I think is pretty cool. But that's the way they snuck up on this. It was pretty subtle. Um, after a while, as we, we proclaimed that, yeah, we think we should have the government come in and regulate, which, you know, it's actually a good thing that makes sure, uh, you know, there ain't no rats dancing on the floor at 3 o'clock in the morning like they showed in Kentucky Fried Chicken in New York. So, oh, it's a, yeah, it's a fine, it's, a, it's I mean, you know, it's good. Yeah, but, yeah, you can get one of those wraps fried up in that crispy batter, right? You wouldn't know the difference. Yeah, yeah you wouldn't know the difference. And uh, so now, as, as it's like putting a a, a, a frog in a, in a coop, you know, in a pot, and then putting it on simmer, and then slowly, yeah. gradually turning it up. And then exactly. we get so comfortable that we don't know where, when the President of the United States, Congress, you know, the local city governments are trying to usurp powers that they shouldn't have. We don't. We get so comfortable. We get so complacent and, and, with our lives. And, and, and another point that goes right along with what you're saying here, you know, and back to the cell phones. You know, our cell phones nowadays. You know, our, our phones are are doing everything for us. They got the spill checker on it. You know, you got mm-hmm. the calculator. Uh, you yeah. got the GPS. You got the navigation. You got uh, you know your phone book in there. You got uh, dictionaries. You know, I mean, you got. So the point of what I'm making is this new generation that's coming up is really, you know, kind of dumbed down, you know? I mean, because what happens if you're the, the cell, you lose your cell phone or the whole network goes down and your phone is out? So now you don't have a cell Now you're relying on – so I don't know. I mean, so how, how does that change things if the network actually goes down? And so that's another thing I've been thinking about, how, uh, you know, through video games, through cell phones, through TV, through the Internet, how society has been dumbed down so much that we're not even paying attention to the things that are going on around us. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. And it's um, just a matter of um, how in the world did Sodom and Gomorrah go down? People think that Sodom and Gomorrah went down for homosexuality, which is part of it. But um, uh, where where is that at? Uh, Ezekiel 16, I think it is. Well, anyway, it talks about why God took down Sodom and Gomorrah. Exactly. Yeah. The, sins, the sins of Sodom were, were, were pride. Uh, they didn't. They did not feed the needy and poor. They 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 partied inside, and the needy and poor were in need right outside their door. And they uh-huh. didn't help them. Yeah. And what was the What was the third one? It was something else in there. I can't remember exactly what it was. But it was. It was yeah. It wasn't. It, the homosexuality was the last thing that was 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 missed. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's sort of. It's funny because. It says um, they did not help the poor, but then you think about the rich you ruler that uh, Abraham and Lazarus was talking to, and they went right by the poor, you know, they went right by the guy, and then he, and then they ended up in paradise with uh, Lazarus ended up in paradise with Abraham, and uh, they were talking to the rich ruler, and they can see in the hell, and he's talking to him, and that that kind of made me think what you just said that, bro. But um, yeah, it, it was. It's not a. It's not. Uh, they were not destroyed for uh, for um, for uh, sexual sins. They were. Uh, they were destroyed for all of those other attitude problems. And I see it every day. You know, people kind of give teenagers the license to be teenagers, and uh, instead of just you know, telling them this is not the right way to think. This is not the right attitude you should have, you know, and, well, and well, let them yeah, go through it. Is, here it is again. It's, it's, that, it's the, the new age movement of let's just love, right? Yeah. Let's just gonna love. I mean, and yeah. so we have, we have distorted the definition of love. See, the Bible tells us exactly what love is. The Bible says in, in, in I believe it's First John 5, 6, I could be wrong there, but it says that God is love. So we want to know what love is. Let's look to the Lord what love is. And also Second Corinthians, uh, or maybe First Corinthians 13 is the love chapter. And so that's what love is. People have a have their own silly, silly idea of what love is, and then there's the biblical definition of what love is. And if we train our children up the way they should go, the Bible tells us that they will not depart from it. From it, yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of us parents, we get complacent. You know, my problem was it's when when I when I first got married, um, I. Uh, I wasn't saved, you know, I was backslidden big time. And, uh, you know, I was too busy trying to, you know, trade commodities from my from my bedroom and, and drink beer at the same time, you know. And uh, my, wife, my wife was the one that said, come on, let's go to church. And one time she got really ticked off at me <laughs> for doing it. But anyway, uh, for not going. But uh, I started going to church, and then I gave my wife, like, you know, I was just like, Lord, take my life, you know. And, uh, but by the time I woke up and smelled the coffee, uh, my kids were not bad. You know, my daughter is, you know, she's a good kid and, you know, she got a lot of attitude. My son, he's been getting in trouble when he's, you know, from 12 to like, he finally stopped doing it. And I started, now God started telling me to take over your family. 
And yeah. so very, very, very slowly I started planning, planning, just like the society does it, just like the New World Order does it, I started, you know, sitting down, you know, sort of like saying, okay, I'm going to usurp powers back, you know, and I started praying for my family. And I started putting little bugs in there. Yeah, and I tell them Jesus is coming back. You want to keep, you want to continue to party, have fun. You know, I kind of like slip things in there sometimes. But most of the time, I say, I, I, I mean, people say you shouldn't tell your kids that there's a heaven and a hell. I say, I say, look, man, I got a my, one of my boys. He got shot, and I don't know where he's at. And another one of my boys died of a crack overdose. So one of them is not in a good place. At least one of them. And I tell him that. I said, look, man, you, when you die, and you 17, my son's 17 now, my daughter's 15. If you die and you're not over under the age of accountability, you're going to spend the rest of your time in eternity. And yeah, now I do tell him that Jesus loves him, and he, do, he died on the cross for your sins. And I see things happening, you know, in my life, in my family, and stuff like that. But... I wish I can get it all back. I wish I could just start back a long time ago and, and have been saved the whole time that we were married, yeah. you know. And, and now I'm not using this excuse. I should be the leader of my family. But sometimes you're just like, man, what the heck? Whatever, dude. Just just go ahead and go. Do what you got to do. And then you say, no, I ain't gonna, no, I can't do that. You know, I got to be the man that I'm supposed to be at, at my house. And it's, and it's it's difficult. I was like, man, I married a woman with three kids. So it's like they were already set, you know, and the devil lied to you. You know, the devil will tell you, yeah, your your family's already set. They're already going where they're supposed to be going. And I don't believe that. You know, I believe that my and, the, and, they're going to listen. And, you know, and, and, I, and, I, and I, it's interesting you brought that up because that's kind of, uh, you know, what my challenges was when me and my, my wife got married. She, she had a, a son and he was five years old at the time we got married and, and this, you know, this was uh, it was quite a year back, but uh, let's say it was 14 years ago. But you know, so he had things set already. You know, he had things set in his head. And for me, as the man of the home now, it's like, well, this is her child, so I'm going to let her take care of the, of the discipline. But you know, as the years went by, it wasn't quite working out too well because you know uh, the way men and women, uh, uh, in general, I would say, not 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 all the time, but in general. Uh, raise their kids would be a little differently. Men are more, yeah. you know, you know, put their foot down, and women are more. You know, sometimes they're more lenient, you know. And, yeah. and I yeah. finally had to come to a point where I said, you know, look, I've got to take over. I got to take over these responsibilities. I got to rise up as the man of the house. And that's not saying anything bad about women because women have their part in in the raising of the kids too. I mean, we work together, you know. I mean, I like how in 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 Genesis, you know, the Lord took the rib out of the side of man, right? He didn't. So the woman is to walk beside us, not behind us, you know, not in front of us. We're to walk together as a team. Of course, you know, as the man of the house, we do have the, the final say, but we are to both be submitted unto the Lord, man yeah. and woman, you know. So yeah. I mean, that's that's uh, that's I I I I hear you exactly what you're saying, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bro, do you, uh, do you, are you, are you normally, uh, are you still doing videos? Or are you, you doing, did I, you, are you, are you, did you stop doing prophecy videos or? 
uh, I, I, uh, I took a break in February, or it was about December and February, or January and February, but I, I, right now I'm doing about one to two a week, and I yeah. probably share on the end times about, oh, probably about once to twice a month. Yeah. See, I, I want to start doing those videos where I'm talking, because, you know, a lady, lady, uh, a sister name is Teresa Marshallick, and she made a book, um, it was called uh, Miracles, and then she was on um, uh, TVN. She's not really affiliated with them as much, uh, but uh, she she was on TVN, and they had a documentary about the miracles and stuff like that. But she had laid hands on me, and she was saying that I, you know, I'm going to be helping people, you know, as far as um, God's going to use me. But uh, I feel so at home. I feel I feel more at home when I'm preaching, you know, and I'm talking about being set free. Some bondages than I do about prophecy. So I'm just thinking about, you know, doing some, you know, videos on helping people, you know. But I, I had noticed that uh, it's like a if you if you think about a bullseye and you think about in that inner core is, is God, and then you know as you go further out of that inner core, you get further away from God. Well, the Bible talks about in James, it says, submit yourself to God and resist the devil and he'll flee. And uh, I find that important in my life because um, when, I, when, when I try, you know, the Bible talks about seeking the Lord. Um, and, and when we seek the Lord, you might get yourself beat up a few times. But a lot of times we, we, we're better off being that close to the Lord, you know, and trying to seek the Lord. Where, you know, if we walk on the, he says, bid me to come out, and you start walking on the water, uh, you keep your eyes on Jesus, uh, and then you know what to think. If you don't know what to think, if you start letting, you know, because the, 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 the mind is a battlefield. And if you start letting the battlefield get uh, more soldiers than you have, then you're going to lose. So the 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 word of God, the knowledge of God should be laying on your mind. And then, you know what I mean? So you 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 be fighting uh his his war uh by taking the knowledge that you know of Christ and eliminating the knowledge that shouldn't be coming into your head. That's why television and all that stuff. But uh I, I enjoy talking about that, you know, talking about things like that. And I, I enjoy Bible prophecy too. But I don't want to get so in, in, to a point where we're leaving out the most important things, you know. And I like how you you said you don't do, you know, you, the, your ratio of which you how you do all those things. But um, what I was saying is, I'm looking for. I, I'm, for me, I'm looking for not like today because today is more like a guest host format. But what I was looking for, bro, is is somebody who can come on on equal par. And and be a guest host or a host, or whatever you want to say, and team up, man, and just do shows, you know, and invite guests on and have a dialogue, and you know, two two is better than one sometimes, and we keep our, you know, you you know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, just have somebody come in. So that's why I was going to ask you, bro, uh, because you seem like we, we we. I mean, we never did a show where you actually came on as. As as a host, but I think 
you know, time is short. So, um, you know, that's something that I would like to ask you if you, I mean, if you got time, uh, pick a day and we can do it, you know, some shows together and, and see what we can, you know, just pray about it and ask God if, I mean, if that's what, you know what I mean? You there? Did I lose him? I think I lost him. He must have took a... <laughs> All right, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to see what happened to my uh, guest. Stand by. Did I put you on hold? I don't remember yeah. putting... Hey, bro, you there? Yeah, yeah, can you hear me? I don't, I don't remember putting you on hold. No, no, actually, uh, my uh, my phone, uh, I guess, dropped the call, so I called you right back. But I heard, I heard everything you were saying, though. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of like uh, um, just saying that I, I was looking for somebody, man, because I, I was like, he would be perfect for just me and him coming on, you know, equal power. You, 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 your show just as much as mine, at least on Sundays or whatever day we pick, and then come on and just talk and have guest people come on and we just, you know, talk talk about it and get the word out. Most of it would be about what, you know, helping people with their challenges and stuff like that, you know, and pray about yeah, it. Yeah. And, and we we do some prayer and, and, and get some music on here, you know, and and, and do that. Uh, I think it would be fun. I, can, I, I actually I already like the way that sounds. I actually think that would be a great idea. Yeah. I think that would be really fun to do something where, uh, man, that would be a blessing, bro. If you can, if, yeah, I mean, yeah. if you, if you pray about it, man. Just let me know, man, this week, and we can start setting it up. Um, and every Sunday, man, um, we can come on. And then you can come on if I, like, like I have my, um, I have my kids all the time, so, um, you know, we we can figure something out where you know you can come on. We can have guests. I can line up guests and stuff. I mean, I've had people on the show, man. Where I, like this one lady, this one sister, she's into the uh, music industry. She's born again, but she she talks about the music industry and how that functions. I've been wanting to get her on the show for a while, man. Um, and she talks about what what's going on in the especially in the hip hop arena. And and I and, and music is man, music is used to to sway the culture, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, one thing that I noticed that uh, when the military is getting ready to go to battle, and we go to these parades and stuff like that, getting us ready, they they put in those music, you know. What's that that one that one song where that at least I know I'm free. And I'm glad to be in the and then you get your heart just sinks and with pride, you know that 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 feeling, you know. And I guess we'll stand up next to you know. It's just like wow, let's go fight, you know. Yeah. And 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 hip hop is the same way, you know. You 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 start listening to music and rock music is the same way. That's why you get these kids getting in these vehicles, driving in eighty ninety miles an hour down the road off some you know, you know head banging music. So the devil, yeah, I mean, the devil used to play music. 
Exactly. I mean, that, that, that's very true. I mean, it, it, it sways our, uh, you know, it, it, you know, uh, worship, we kind of, I guess what I'm trying to say is we, we float on the wings of worship. You know, I mean, it, 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 has a, it makes a difference in our environment and how we think, you know, it can weigh our emotions one way. So, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. This is um, the one thing about the music and industry is that it's uh, very um, much been taken over by the Illuminati. Uh, so that's something we have to get our kids from because a lot of people say, should we listen? Could our kids listen to secular music and be fine? Uh, I don't know. I like uh, I like oldies. You yeah, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you on that. I mean, I listened to a lot of 70s, uh, you know, because the, the music was different back then. And, and yeah. a lot of the, the mainstream uh, uh, entertainers, they sung about the Lord anyway, you know, yeah. like uh, Al, Al Green, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. So I, I like, I like, uh, I like, you know, various um, entertainers back there, like Smokey Robinson and The Temptations. You know, uh, I I I enjoy that type of music. I don't listen to it as much now, but if I was gonna listen to any music, like we going on, we going on a trip pretty soon to California in August, and uh, you know, that's probably gonna be what I'm listening to a lot. You know, is, is yeah. R&B. I mean, uh, oh, you know, um, Motown, <laughs> the Motown yeah. sound. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the entertainers today—they have—they uh, have no fear of the Lord at all. You know, I mean, just, just the, the the fear of the Lord and the respect and reverence of the Lord is just—I'm uh, not even quite sure if Hollywood even uh, have ever heard of Jesus. So I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's um, one thing about uh, them is that every—I noticed that every time somebody gets a reward, uh, award after one of the award uh, ceremonies. Like um, you know, MTV Awards, uh, uh, um, Grammys, they always you know I like to you know praise God and and then you know they go ahead and accept the award. But um, a lot of times these days we 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 like to be careful who who they call in God. Uh, if you if you go on you. I mean, you know, I was watching the uh, Miami uh, Oklahoma City uh, finals, you know, and before the game, I was listening to LeBron James. You know, he's like, you know, they all had their heads bowed and their hands in the air, and they're like, we're going to have a strong game, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. And I turned yeah. to my wife, and I looked, and I'm like, what? Is that a prayer? Because it sounds like they just made up something on their own, and they're bowing their heads, and who are they praying to? Yeah. I mean, it, it, um, well, LeBron. Levon James, uh, he got, uh, if you notice, he used to have number 23, uh, and now he has number 6. Before, I I had one on a crazy, mad YouTube cringe, and I normally do these sometimes, and I stop, and I completely stop, and I don't do it no more. But I was kind of like researching on the um, music industry, and I noticed that a lot of these cats, uh, and catists, what they do is they 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 make a deal with the devil. And two, uh, Snoop Doggy Dogg would tell you, he said, I make a deal with the devil. You know, he make a deal with the devil, man. I mean, he literally they come out and tell you that. Rihanna, 
they make they make this deal with the devil. If you watch her um, on um, American Idol, the last show, I think it was the last show, the second to the last show. Well, anyway, me and my son were sitting there watching it, and she was in this box. This glowing box, right? And I was saying to my son, I watched she come out with a, a pyramid somewhere. Why, where's the pyramid? And as soon as oh. I said that, as soon as I said that, that box came open and the pyramid came. She came out the pyramid. Oh, wow. I yeah, mean, yeah. and these people, like the one song she says, um, she's giving homage to the devil. She says, Allah, Allah, la la la. She just keeps pronouncing the same thing over and over again. And then I saw uh, one where. Uh, LL was doing a show with Mary Mary, and they were doing chants, and and I and I could swear, man, I'm not saying it's 100. percent I'm not even saying it's 50, percent but it sounded like to me they might be throwing some hexes on some people. But anyway, Mary Mary did an interview. One of the ladies from Mary Mary is just a Christian. If anybody want to know, it's a Christian um, duet, uh, two people, two ladies uh, uh, group, and she was like. Well, I got to I got I'm I'm trying to get where they at. I'm trying to I'm trying to I need to get where they at. They, they you know they they got the paper and I'm like that that doesn't sound like something a Christian person would actually say. But anyway, she says she's trying to get where they at. And I'm like, what does she mean by that? So I'm going to start playing um little segments on the show to to as proof that these people are saying that. So uh yeah, yeah. is she saying that she has to 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 sell her soul. I'm like, just get out of Christian music. Y'all sing good enough. Get out of Christian music. Go to secular music, and then enjoy your life. Why you why you why do you have to do uh, Christian music? You don't have to do Christian music if that's what you want. But um, another thing is, you remember um, Britney Spears cut all her hair off. She was trying yeah. to make. She was trying to do a reversal, meaning she she sold her soul. And now she's trying to do a reversal. So she's trying to get out. So when people thought she was going crazy, she wasn't going crazy. She was just doing a reversal. And so when you look at all the, oh, yeah. And then if you look at Whitney Houston's death, I mean, man, you couldn't sell, you couldn't, you couldn't, at this time in my life, you couldn't, you couldn't sell me, you couldn't tell me that was a strange ordeal going on um, at the time that she died. So, well, yeah. yeah I mean- so many, you know. One of the things, it, it, you know, when you, when I'm hearing you talking, it really brings me back to what Jesus spoke in in Matthew chapter seven, and this is a, a chapter that really offends so many people. I mean, it starts off talking about prayer and being persistent in prayer and, and not giving up. Keep on asking, yeah. keep on seeking, keep on knocking. You know, the door will be open. You find what you what you what, what you're seeking if you just be persistent. And the same thing in, in Luke 18 with the with the uh, the uh, widow woman that just kept coming and coming to the unjust judge, and finally she received the answer. And the Lord said, "Well, how much more is God just than this unjust judge that gave her the answer?" So yeah. continue to be persistent to our just Father. And so, and then it goes in in Matthew chapter seven and talks about the difference between the two. You know, you were talking about how come Rihanna just just or Mary Mary and, and just go ahead and switch over into the secular music. You know, yeah. there's a difference between the two. You will know them by their fruits. You know, yeah. and then he will come to me in that day. You know, claiming Lord, Lord, and, and that's it's just it disturbs me today that so many are not recognizing the truth of the Word of God because 
a lot of people aren't reading the Word of God. A lot of yeah. people are, are relying on hearsay. Well, this yeah. person told me this is what the Word of God says, but I haven't looked it up for myself. You know, I was yeah. with someone on YouTube today, and, and they were quoting a scripture. And I said, that was it. You know, and so I went to my Bible, and I looked it up. I looked it up in every translation, and it did not say what this person said it said. And I wow. was like, I, I, I just don't, I didn't get where the person got it from. But if I didn't look it up myself at that point, I would have just went along with it and said, okay, that's what, this, that's what the Bible says. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That's why it's good. That's why we have to stand in God's Word and continue to read it and eat it up. Well, bro, yeah. time time flies, man. <laughs> I mean, time oh, flies. Yeah. That's, that's quick. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, man. Um, keep 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 that in prayer, man, and 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 see what happens. Um, I, yeah, I definitely do that, and it, I mean, like so that, that uh, right from the outset, that sounds like uh, you know, because I've been in my myself, I've been looking at you know, you know how can I more minister and, and share yeah. the love of Christ, you know, and. and I mean, there's a lot of people out there that are hungry for the truth, too. I mean, really hungry for the Word of God. So, I mean, yeah, Amen. I'm definitely excited about that. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'll get get back with you, and, and, and then we'll go. We'll, we'll just pray about it, and, and we'll, we'll talk about what we're going to put on here. Um, and like I say, you can come on here also when I can't do it on Sunday yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah. and just host it by yourself. Uh, Cause I every my wife works uh, every other Sunday, and, or we can even yeah. do another another day or something like that. But God bless you, man, and and I'll, I'll have you in my prayers and your family, and uh, and 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 God bless your ministry also, bro. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and same here. I'm definitely keeping you in my prayers, and God bless you for for standing in the truth. Yes, sir. Good night, bro. All right. Good night. Get ready to come into the zone for the next 60 minutes. Your journey will begin in 3, 2, 1. The Prophecy Zone with your host, Phil Armstrong. Your watchman on the wall. Bringing you into the knowledge only found as you pursue the truth. So set back and enter the zone of Bible prophecy and find the hope that every Christian should have. Find out what is going to happen in the year 2012 and beyond. The Middle East, the mark of the beast, the European superstate, Russia, China, Syria, and more. So set back and grab your cup of coffee and your Bible and be prepared to enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. God bless y'all, and y'all have a wonderful day.
Yeah, it looks like we might have a little. Yeah, that's right. Fifteen minutes. They're not gonna let you upload it. They're just gonna let you now they might do it that way. I just wanna to listen to it, so now let's see. I don't wanna upload it yet. You just do 30 minutes. What I like to do. Oh, man. Come on, Chief. I don't know. I can't tell you where in Spokane. Take our time. Take some time. I get so happy. This chicken one is getting to me. What is up with this chick? Okay, you don't need to know where he's up. Where he's up. Mm. Father God, give me your grace. I'm going to delete all of that stuff, man. Is it that one? That's a long one. Uh oh. Come on. Let me hang this thing up. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.